1: Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast.
0: Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in.
1: Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. baseball ground ball to shortstop the throw
2: is to second and again the ball sails past lagrange into right field
1: this is the hot corner
2: the runners will score and a cascade of boos rain down from the stands as clearly the fan's sympathy for this scrappy little no-arm man has run out with harrison lynch now granted the throw was a little wide but you gotta believe that a two-arm player would have made the catch in fact a one-arm player have at least had a shot at it which calls to mind the question once again why with all the two armed youngsters waiting in the minor leagues does this team stick with an armless second
3: baseman on 1080 and he hasn't had a hit in ever in ever jerry in ever the fan
0: Welcome to the Hot Corner for it must-be-a-Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Uh, is that a new little open we got there, or is that an old one? I'm trying to keep up here. I think it's just part of the
3: rotator, right? Just part of the rotator, but that is a new one. Ooh, that's what oh, I thought. Okay.
0: I liked it. I noticed the music. Nicely done, Joseph. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher III. Very proud of you.
3: Very proud of you. Very proud of you. Thank you. But the song that I do want uh, to play right now. We're
0: back, baby. Back, back. And stronger than ever. Yep.
1: I, uh, I banded you last week for John's Canic, which I thought would be actually a kind thing to do if I'm going to be out to set it up that John is in here. And uh, I didn't listen to one second of the show, but I hope it went well.
0: <laughs> uh, I found out that. Uh, John and I were talking after the show that I cut the music (laughs) that John and I were talking after the show. We missed a golden opportunity to chat Wazoo football. Oh, that you did. Yeah, we missed it. (laughs) We missed it. that.
1: You did. The only time that you would uh, have all Wazoo people on the air. Well, I guess (laughs) not Joe, but yeah, you should have done it.
0: Should have done it. Yearman Mercedes just announced his retirement on Instagram.
1: (laughs) What? Quote, I I know they sent him down to AAA. Quote, it's over, is what he posted on his Instagram page. (laughs) All right. See ya. All righty. I guess, you know, hey, I had a good, I mean, he was, what, 32, already 34?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He was like, hey, I came up and they figured me out and I don't want to try anymore. (laughs) And Tony
0: Roos is an old man that hates me, so I'm out of here.
1: (laughs) That is probably also true. Uh,
0: No, we had a good time last week. You know, we were chatting, we had some Cracker Jacks, some... You know, talking baseball, talking Mariners. And- Mike did not deserve those Cracker Jacks. No. I ate them,
1: though.
3: You
0: did not deserve them. I ate them. I
3: finished them before I left the building. And what's this scan the QR code crap on right. these? Come right. on. Give me, such garbage. Give me the ticket with some well, game or there something like, on there. Uh, wasn't there like a little sticker? I thought there was a sticker on it. I think it was literally yeah, the QR sticker. code. I put, right yeah.
0: I put it right here. Yeah. It's a really crappy sticker. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a baseball with, with or, uh, like vertical, not vertical, but, uh, like diagonal stripes on it. That's mm, it. Mm. Absolute garbage. These aren't the Cracker Jacks I grew up with. Well, we were talking about, you know, all that, like, uh, you know, all the, like, uh, they got now, like, these online cards, like that Luka Doncic card sold for, like, $250,000, and it's not even a physical card. Uh, the NFTs. Yeah, the NFTs. We were talking, you know, we that's been in the news semi lately, and it was just like, Cracker Jack, man, you got a golden opportunity here. You put one Mike Trout card in all the boxes, and that thing's worth a million dollars.
1: That is true. I think the problem is, is do people even care about Cracker Jacks anymore? I do when they're presented in front of me. Right. That's it. But if I go to a ball
0: game, I'm not going to get Cracker Jacks. No, probably not. And then John brought up the great point, why can't you just buy the peanuts in Cracker Jacks? Because that's I the would, best part. Because I
1: would destroy that. Maybe they've done that before, and it didn't I work out or something. I would extra for it. <laughs>
0: See, every time
3: I've taken little Joey to a baseball game, I forget about the whole peanut thing because he does have a peanut allergy. So it's like walking around landmines because there's (laughs) just shells all over the place. (laughs) Then the seventh inning inning stretch comes along and they start singing, take me out of the ball game. So I'm trying to find like a new version, like, Get me a hot dog and Pepsi, please,
0: or <laughs> some other iteration. Get me cilantro lime crickets now. <laughs> I like how you threw in the old timey baseball announcer. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, she hits yeah.
3: a four bagger. <laughs> that,
0: that, when I do that, it like turns my girlfriend on when what? i when I speak an old-time radio baseball voice she loves it <laughs> and he comes absolutely. around
3: third base and he goes up the side safe
0: that uh, is a very strange kink that's why she's uh. my girl man <laughs> that's why she's my girl uh yeah because you know you well they got all these weird words like four banger like you can't say that man <laughs> i think it's four bagger i know but it sounds like a four banger either way yeah, you know what I mean? Either, yeah, either way, 4 bag. Yeah, also. Yeah, even bag is kind of like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know 4 I just batter. get off at weird times. That's what it is. <laughs> I was in Seattle this morning. By the way, Seattle's like 15 degrees colder than here. Really? Well, yeah. it's further north, right? Yeah, you know, I have like 60 degrees today. Anyway, but what the exciting part about it was on my way home in in the vehicle, I listened to six innings of a Mariners game. Mm. And I know that we have that availability here locally with one of our competitors used to have it here, but there was something about being in Seattle and listening to Rick Riz call a game. It was cool. I'm like driving by the stadium and he's in the second inning. I know the game was in Colorado, but
1: I don't know. It just kind of like made me feel a little warm and gushy. That's interesting. I guess like, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have that as something that, if I go to a city, like, I have to listen to their announcer. But, I mean, listening to baseball on the radio
0: gives me that. That's sure. all it was. It wasn't being like, oh, I'm in Seattle. I got to listen to a Mariner game. No, it wasn't that. It was just like, What is it that Ralph oh.
1: always says, the theater of the mind? Yeah, I was just like, oh,
0: I'm in Seattle, and the game's on. Because it turned it to our sister station up there, 710. Yeah. And then I started thinking, this station would never bump an afternoon show for a Mariner game.
1: No, well, unless it was required, and yes, they right, would. right,
0: and then yes, they would, but no, not right now.
1: God, could you imagine?
0: <laughs> Sorry, AJ and Dusty, you're you're uh, you're done, and well, Isaac about, and Sook, you don't show up till
1: five thirty. What about all the East Coast games? Four o'clock start times. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just prime time drive. Bye. See ya. Because <laughs> you know the pregame starts at like three thirty or three. It's like an hour before. Yeah, yeah so there's no prime time oh, wow. for like
0: large swaths of the season there goes job security yeah. unless you still get paid then that's awesome well, i would
1: assume you would <laughs> You're if like in the baseball season you're like i've only worked two days this week and i make a full salary well they said that back in the day the mariners would t- take them off the year all the time yeah and they so, still made their money yeah i'm well, good on them how do we get that deal well i don't know <laughs> i have no idea
0: get a baseball team here and then strategically set yourself up for a 7 o'clock show. So then that way it's like, oh, you can't work today. Sorry, boss.
1: Yeah, like 80% of your games are at 7 p.m. Well, that sucks. Yeah, and then they're
0: like, well, I need you to do post game at
1: 1130
0: tonight. And you're like, crap.
1: <laughs> I thought I had days <laughs> Dang off. Dang it.
0: Just start rolling in hammered. I was watching the game.
1: <laughs> I was at the game. Jared Kelnick is a piece of garbage.
0: <laughs> Let's trade Mitch Haniger. I do wonder what they're going to do with Mitch Haniger.
1: I wonder what they're going to do. Period.
0: <laughs> John was very optimistic. Which sounds last like a
1: tease week. for the something that we're going to talk about in the show today. It
0: is. It is. I'm not just not. I'm looking at the clock. We're not quite there yet. <laughs> John was very optimistic about the future of the Mariners. I think he should cautiously be cautiously optimistic. He, I think was he like, should be.
1: If we hit on some of these guys, we're going to be in good shape. Well, Logan Gilbert's turned out to be quite Looks a good. quite a pleasant surprise early in his career. Looks good. Uh, Jared Kelnick not not the same. <laughs> Although he is he is up again.
0: Yes, he is. And up he's again. no
1: longer going hitless. But he's just—he's just just striking out a lot.
0: He is swinging at everything. Yes. Hey, it works for javi Baez. Does it though? Someone's going to pay him a lot of money, so I'm going to go with yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It worked for one man and one man only, and that's Vladimir Guerrero (laughs) Senior. Uh, yeah. Well, that's because he was hitting everything he was swinging. Well, that's why it worked for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not working for javi Baez. I don't think he's looked at the same way he was like. Just a year or two ago.
0: I know, and I think the Cubs are gonna pay he's the one guy they're gonna keep around. Right. They're
1: like, let's build this around Javi
0: Baez. Well he's a mention. great
1: personality. Well
0: sure, yeah. He's a great you know, front man of the game, but you know, the guy that plays third next to him plays like six positions and is actually a hitter and a former MVP. And is almost certainly getting traded in a yeah, week. Yeah. No. Oakley Dougley. Well, we got a baseball show for you tonight. We got a lot to get to. And uh that Chris Bryant thing is an interesting thing as the trade deadlines next week. So we'll take a we'll take a shot at looking around the league and see which team should be buyers, which teams should be sellers. We'll do that in the eight o'clock hour. We got fair or foul at the bottom of the eight o'clock hour as well as we do every week. We skipped it last week because we had John in the house. We figured it was nicer to uh uh give give him his time, some space to breathe.
1: And yeah. Where's Chris Bryant gonna go? I have no idea. Me neither. I haven't seen too many Chris Bryant rumors, to be honest.
0: It'd be really cool if I was a fan of a team that had a shot at Chris Bryant, but I'm not, so it's just kind of like,
1: eh. Yeah, you're a fan of a team that, well, they exist.
0: We do exist. You're not terrible.
1: We're not terrible.
0: We're not good. We're not terrible. I heard Rick Riz like six times today on the radio talk about how the Mariners were seven games over 500 for the <laughs> first time in like two decades. <laughs> <laughs> And, hey. they ke- and they kept saying, and we're in a national league,
1: so the pitcher's got to hit. Oh, like, like over like, and over again. I was like, come on, guys. Well, like, I, I guess, heard you. I heard you the first time. Well, but that's that's kind of the rule, though, right? Like people are joining throughout the show. Yeah, I know. Throughout I know, the game, I know. So you got to repeat yourself. I'm
0: not really bashing Rick Riz. He's one of the greats. <laughs> anyway, so we got all that to, to get to. You can find us on social media. Mike's on Twitter, michael 27 You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PD085. Joseph Fisher III, he's on Twitter as well, JoeFish3, that's F-I-S-C-H. Beers on Us podcast is going to drop on Friday this weekend, this week. Sorry about that. I am uh, doing a classic job of double booking myself, which is hopefully not going to last much longer if I can figure my life out. Uh, so we'll get Beers on Us podcast drop on Friday this week, so make sure you get that wherever you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app and 1080thefan.com. lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. That's the text line. Give us a holla. We like it. Uh, When we come back, big news out of Oakland. Does this affect us? Does this affect them?
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
0: 717 here, Portland sports leader, live from the Poopville, Willametta. Figured we'd just take a derail here and talk about uh, Damian Lillard being a superstar in a small market and how they came to win the title. Should we do that? We could. No. I'm I good.
1: mean. I'm good. I'm good. I'm sure that's been talked about all day. My tweet, I, I saw you liked my tweet yesterday. I did, yes. My tweet was all I could think about watching Giannis break down in tears was damn watching that. Yeah. And either giving me the. Uh oh, it's a hope that he looks at that and says, I want to do that in Portland. Mm-hmm. Or on the flip side of Man, me and Giannis would be so good. No, no, it was <laughs> it was more like, oh, the Blazers really screwed it up and we missed our chance and I need to leave now. It, it was wild. I caught the end of the I cut the end of the game
0: last night in Seattle at a bar, and everyone was rooting for Milwaukee. It was interesting, you know, and I just heard like people that look like casual sports fans were like I think you know like that that point guard's decent and and but like I think it'd be really cool if Giannis won a title.
1: I was I I don't know. I mean I was I liked the Suns better. I thought they were more fun to watch throughout Agreed. the postseason. But boy am I a sucker for a story in a, se- a series I don't care about. And I mean yeah, I guess Chris Paul's a story, but I've never liked Chris Paul that much. Uh, I think that's probably the reason that most people were pulling for the Bucks because who really likes Chris Paul? Like it's cool Not that he finally me. finally made the finals and all that Not but Not me. The the Giannis stuff. Giannis is such a likable star, and you know the Bucks did what we as Blazer fans always wanted the Blazers to do: is they went out and they got them got them help. Now it didn't <clears> seem <throat> like the most amazing move when it happened, trading for Drew Holiday, but he was an All Star, yeah, and you had another one in Chris Middleton, decent and defensive you had a point guard, yeah. And I was like, that's what the Blazers need to do. That's what they need to do this off season if they want to keep Dam around. But it's like. Seeing that was like, man, I really do hope that he wins because he he just seems like a genuinely he's kind of like a goofball, right? Like, did you see the the his his live video and Chick fil A ordering yeah. a bunch of chicken nuggets and, yeah. and like
0: had the the woman taking his order live on there? He's like, by the way, one hundred fifty thousand people are
1: watching this. I love that he she still was... called them McNuggets even though he's going to Chick fil A. <laughs> he's just like he's so likable. Yeah, he is very likable. I, I just I really enjoyed watching him win.
0: I I've always been a little skeptical. On Giannis, um because he has a skill set that he often doesn't fully take advantage of until game three of the NBA finals. <laughs> then it's like, oh wow, you're really good. My biggest moment was when he was sitting on that chair by himself for a moment. As somebody know, that as somebody that would do that exact same thing. You have a moment of celebration right when it happens, and then you're like, I need a second. I really liked that. Well, it was, it really touched me. I
1: mean, it just hit him. Like he was cheering and he was walking around and he was pumping up the crowd. And then the tears came.
0: It was relatable. I feel like that's what I would have done. I would have been like pumped and jacked and high-fiving people and finding my mom and stuff like that. And then I would just need a moment to kind of sit.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think we'd all be different, obviously. I don't know if I would cry right away, but I, I thought that was very, very relatable. And I, 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 I wound up liking Giannis more. I've always been very, <clears throat> oh, I don't know, indifferent towards Giannis. Like, I'm not, I don't dislike him. I'm just like, yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. But he also can't shoot and he can't hit free throws. And so far, up until this point, he hasn't led anybody to anything. So I was just kind of like, ah, okay, it's Giannis. And this made me like him. Yeah, last night he could shoot and hit all his free throws. <laughs> very true. <laughs> You're
0: like, what up, dude? Where's this been? <laughs> and, you know, you can't, you know, you can't, uh... You know, you can't live in a world of what ifs. They won the title. They went through the path that they had to go through, and they got it. If Brooklyn's fully healthy, I don't know if we're having the same conversation.
1: True, but I also think I said this. But it is the moment, and they did what they had to do. I said this on primetime today. I, you know, Yes, you're right. They got a little bit lucky, but I don't think the Bucks are here fully because of luck. Like They're good. They have a stud. They're very good. They have two other all-stars. Mm-hmm. They built a team around him that they was They play effective. as a team. They lost their starting shooting guard in Divincenzo earlier, and still were able to to put a team out there that was competent enough to win multiple series. I mean, I hate saying anybody lucked into winning a finals because you have to win multiple series, seven game series, mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. So yeah, the Nets got hurt, and, and yeah, Kevin Durant's toe was on the line. But you know, and and the every, Bucks are still deserving, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and everybody gets a little luck on the way. I mean, look at that that last minute touchdown in the first half in the NFC Championship. Brady doesn't throw that touchdown, and I don't know if they win. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're, every, every championship team has caught a break somewhere. Somewhere along the lines, they've caught a break. Absolutely. And Sometimes they have to hit trash cans to catch that break.
1: <laughs> a lot of trash cans. A lot of trash cans. And wear buzzers and hide their buzzers. <laughs>
0: Allegedly. And Apple Watches and cameras in the outfield.
1: That never happened. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> oh, right, right, because you're a part of that. Yeah, right. Yeah yeah, 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 I forgot about my that. My team would never cheat. I forgot about that. My team is squeaky clean. My <laughs> team honestly just doesn't have the money to cheat.
1: Oh, your team cheats. They're just not very good.
0: <laughs> I saw Adam Wainwright getting checked for cheating today, and I was like, dude, the guy's 38, man. Let him have a little grip, please. <laughs> the guy's still going out there every day, plus I got him on my fantasy team. Uh, just, just, Just let him have a little bit. Come on. It is uh you gotta go bust the twenty-six year olds making thirty mil. That's what you gotta <laughs> do. But the thirty-eight-year-old hanging on to his career who almost signed with the Royals instead of finishing out his lifelong storied career in St. Louis. Let I think the guy cheat a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, it's been I mean, we well, we could probably talk about this too, or we can talk about it here if you want. I'm sure you've noticed it, but it's it's really obvious now that guys aren't using it. Very. There's there's pitches all over the place. There's more runs being scored, yeah. generally speaking. Um, I'm almost now more impressed by the guys that are pitching well. Mm-hmm. Like Marcus Stroman today went eight innings of scoreless baseball, one-hit baseball. I know. I accidentally left him on my bench. Oh, you fool. Um, and it's like, okay, so Marcus Stroman legitimately a Dark today, horse Cy Young candidate. Not at all. But uh, <laughs> today was amazing, and you're like, wow. So without any sort of help, he still pitched eight scoreless innings against a good offensive team in the Reds. Like that makes me more impressed by those guys. So I, I I like it.
0: Yeah, me too. And you know, I think you know we're gonna we're gonna really you know we're gonna really see who who guys are made of. And I don't know what the free agent class looks like going into next year, but it'll be interesting to see how that affects guys getting paid. You know, I mean, if Garrett Cole has the season he's having right now with the Astros in his last season, is he making three hundred million dollars? I don't know if that's true. He's still gonna make a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's still
1: really good. He's had Yeah, he's still really good. He had two, you know, not great start, one bad start, one okay start, but otherwise he's been solid. So, I mean, a lot of it too is I think it's just the guys had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that's what Glassnow's point was in in the whole beginning of this. Right. It was like, we're going to get hurt. Yeah. And And Glassnow's hurt. You got to give us time (laughs) to readjust to these new rules. Luckily, the only major injury we saw was. Uh, Glass now, and I guess maybe Bieber. You can consider that was tied to it because yeah, but right he's not- after the announcement is when he got hurt. But- yeah, but he's not having Tommy John, right? But he had a, he has a shoulder injury. He's sure. been out for a month, mm-hmm. so it, it's a serious enough injury for a top guy. I mean, beyond those two, you haven't really seen anybody get hurt. That you know, that's obviously because of that. So I mean, you know, you've seen like Aroldis Chapman for example has been dreadful since the sticky stuff went away. Yeah. awful. And clearly it's because of that. It's oh. it's so obvious it's not even funny. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously affecting guys, and it's going to take them all different amounts of time to figure it out. But I like that we're seeing more offense. I like that we're seeing more runs. I like that not every pitch is perfectly dotted on the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, we're seeing guys hit mistakes because they're now hittable. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Did you watch the All-Star game? I did. And? Thoughts? Reactions? Pretty, pretty boring. Um, yeah, I mean. You know, I, I think. Oh, my God. I think the last two all-star games have been fairly uneventful. Um, the home run derbies have been spectacular. I And I didn't get to watch the home run derby. Oh, well, the home run derby was fantastic this year. Pete Alonzo's just GD man. God, he's good. <laughs> and his uh, the guy pitching to him is amazing, too. I think it's the bench coach for the Mets. The polar bear. But the, the game is like, oh, okay, it's fine. You know, you got the Vladdy Jr. home run, but... You get just kind of, it was like five to one, right? Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, oh, wow. The
0: American League hits off the National League. I'm shocked, I tell you. <laughs> like always, I'm like shocked. almost
1: every single year. I'm
0: so surprised. Yeah. I'm so surprised. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I got to watch, that was the first sports I watched in a few days because I was rafting. And I just got done. I had to work that night and I got done with, the sh- with, the, uh, with my shift and watched that. And then I ran home and watched England, Italy because mm. I hadn't seen that. Okay. And I started that at a one at eleven thirty and went to bed at two forty five. <laughs> and while things are happening, I'm like so jazzed about sports. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta I grab my phone. I'm like, I gotta. Nobody's awake. It's two forty five. 45 I think I saw
1: you live. And it's three days late. Your DVR watching. It. I was, yeah. And I was like, what are
0: you doing, dude? <laughs> Some of us had other things going on, and I couldn't couldn't. It was not spoiled for me. In any way, shape, or form. Which is very rare these days. Yeah, very rare these days. Um, I got off the river and decided to not check any phone things. I walked into my shift, and there was a bunch of guys there that I know watch the game. And I just, right off the bat, don't tell me anything. I don't want to know. Say nothing. Say nothing. Jon Snow. Including one of our bartenders
1: who's from Manchester. Very, very rare that that happens. I often go into like situations like that where I'll DVR a game, and I'll be like, okay gonna you know, avoid spoilers, you know, I, I turn my notifications off on my mm-hmm. phone, I'm like, I'm not gonna see anything. And then inevitably, like I accidentally mindlessly open up Twitter because there's just a Yeah, habit. you're just like, oh, I wonder
0: what's going on, Twitter. And, and then it's like you're
1: like crap. And it's like, you know, you see home run by blank or touchdown, late touchdown for this team, and you're like, ah and I don't have my Twitter on
0: live, so it knows what I haven't seen. Oh. Uh, so, I have
1: mine on live, but even then it's like, you know, you'll still see highlights and stuff right. pop up. Don't worry,
0: though. We won't spoil any Olympics for you on this show. Because we don't really care. Mostly because we don't care. (laughs) Uh, I can't think of a single Olympic event this year that I'm really into.
1: Uh, I can think of no Olympic events I'm ever
3: into. Women's weightlifting is always a treat. Yeah? Yeah, just seeing these chicks go up there and just clean and power thrust and whatever the other events are. Just once you figure out whatever kilos equal to pounds (laughs) and you get get that math done, you're like, damn,
1: I don't really like the Olympics. Uh, I don't think I ever have. I find it fairly boring. What's strange to me is I'm way more of a winter
0: Olympic guy than a summer Olympic guy. And I do zero winter activities and mostly summer activities.
1: Yeah, I guess I just, I don't care about either. Yeah. I'm very like, oh, if it's on and there's nothing else going on, sure. I'll watch it you know yeah okay let's see what the swimmers are doing i'm telling you
3: women's weightlifting it's pretty intriguing
1: every once in a while there'll be a random sport that captures me cuz i'm like what is this cuz i wanna watch curling i wanna watch hockey i wanna watch people on skis
0: shooting things and there's just nothing like that in the summer olympics they do have rafting now but okay. it's really weird it's like it's like pre-designed courses like the whole fun about being raft going rafting is like being out in nature right
1: well, you can't do that if you're going to Tokyo in the city center. <laughs> Why not? They should find a
0: river in Tokyo that you can raft. And they're like, this is serious. It was it was different
1: three days ago. You got to figure this out, man. Yeah, but what if, like, the only river for rafting there is, like, a level one rapid? Then you shouldn't be hosting the Olympics. Just for rafting? Yeah, dude. My it's God. a big deal. Shaw, <laughs> ja, brah. Well, that was a huge tangent. This text says, to be fair, I don't think I've watched the Olympics since 1996. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, you need a bombing to watch the Olympics? Th- soon? my God! Is, Is that was that '96? Yeah, Atlanta. it was. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't care. I either. just don't care. I don't care either. It's not like a country pride thing, or it's. I, I just these sports do nothing for me. Yeah, I'm right there with
0: you.
3: That uh, '96 Olympics definitely blew me away, though.
0: I don't remember it.
3: Blew oh, me away, Joe. Oh, Joe. <laughs> All right, that's the last one. We'll get in there.
0: Oh, Joe. <sighs> 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 For no reference whatsoever. (laughs) All right, when we come back, I do want to dive into this Oakland story as a a stadium deal has been worked out. Maybe? Question mark? We'll do that next, but first there's Joe with sports.
1: Unshining moment. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Yeah.
0: Coming up in the eight o'clock hour, we'll take a look around Major League Baseball as the trade deadline is looming and see which teams should be buyers and should be sellers. I this this was Mike Lynch's idea. I'm very excited about this.
1: I uh, I read Makes me feel like a
0: crappy host that
1: I didn't think about it. I read something about the Mets the other day, which made me intrigued. The Metropolitans, yes, and it kind of just spawned the idea of, well, we're a week away from the deadline, right? Or a week and a half at least. And it could be a really good deadline this year. Well, we say that every year, and and we do say that every year. But we are a week away from the deadline, or so, and a bunch of teams are, well, you know, round five hundred. Yeah. So what do they do?
0: Yeah. So we'll take a peek at that at the eight o'clock hour, and then we also have eight thirty fair or foul. Uh, But the Oakland City Council, the city came out today and they voted 6-1 uh in basically this was yesterday yesterday excuse me in basically greenlighting a new waterfront ballpark for the A's yeah they did it
1: technically they called got it! a non-binding term sheet and it's for the Howard Terminal project which is the stuff that we've been seeing from them mm-hmm. the you've seen the renderings It's kind of got a weird shape to the stadium. Yep. There's really no outfield seats. Looks like center field is, like, open to the public. (laughs) Sort of. They've got, like, the batter's eye, and then they have what I guess would be, like, the the roofs or the tops, like, go down in a straight line to meet the batter's eye. Yeah. So there's almost, like, no seats in the outfield. But also, they have, I don't know if these are going to be functioning or if they're just design uh, aesthetic stuff. They have holes in the roof that have, like, trees on them. And it's almost as if like they're making like pods to watch it. I don't know if that's actually what's going to happen. It's very unique looking. It looks very nice. So they did it. No. No. They didn't do it. They did not do it. What's interesting about this
0: is it seems like this new term sheet um, presented by the city was never presented to the A's and it's not something that they agree with.
1: No. So what the president of the A's said was a yes vote on their terms is basically a no vote in our mind. It is not a business is not a business partnership that works for us.
0: Quote unquote.
1: I think what happened here to put it simply is that Rob Manfred successfully pressured Oakland into saying yes, but they tried to twist it to benefit them more than the A's wanted it to, or, or maybe more than benefits the A's. And so, yes, this moves the process forward. And at least as of this moment, the A's are not leaving Oakland. But it basically just means more discussion needs to be had and we're not bailing on this idea quite yet. That's basically what happened.
0: Quote from Rob Manfred, for the last four years at my request and urging, the Athletics have invested significant resources and have made a major commitment to their community in the hopes of remaining as Oakland's only major professional sports franchise. You see what he did there? <laughs> we are disappointed the city council chose to vote on a proposal to which the A's had not agreed. We will immediately begin conversations with the A's to chart a path forward for the club. That's some dangerous words. I'm surprised to see, I mentioned this to you when we were during the break, I'm surprised to see Rob Manfred stepping in and kind of doing something about this because don't we bash on him for either making the wrong choice or acting so late and he's on top of this i suppose
1: i mean i i don't really I, i'm want... not going to sit here and say like rob Manfred's the greatest yeah. i don't mean that i'm not going to give rob Manfred credit for doing his job <laughs> this is also true but when we don't see him do the job the the, the, the stakes are so low the standards yeah. are
0: so low this,
1: this is like it's probably like a classic plan like Oh, look, I'm involved now, even though I, you hate everything else I've done. No, no, no. Rob Manfred still sucks. <laughs> but it is important if you're an A's fan that he is so involved in this because it means that a decision for your team is probably going to come sooner rather than later. You know, it's felt like the A's have been all over the place for years. Now we have been waiting for a decision? Are they staying? Yeah. Are they going? Are they going to build a new stadium? so on and so forth and we'll get into possible relocation next
0: I, I want to save that we will get into that
1: but it's just like that means it's gonna happen now uh the yeah decision needs to be made soon we're kind of tired of this the stadium lease I believe is up what is it 2024 is when the odaco Coliseum or whatever it's called now is up um <clears throat> maybe a little bit sooner than that I just I, I I'm not seeing it in front of me in this article but I know it's it's not up quite yet, but obviously if they're going to be switching and they're going to be going to a different city, they need to start building said stadium before they move um, and or, or making their plans for whatever's going to happen before they move. So, yeah, I mean, I think this decision is going to come very, very soon. I hope personally that Oakland stays. I do as well. Um, I said this, although I don't really care, but if Portland gets a team I would prefer it to be an expansion team so that the city can get behind its own entity. <laughs> Do what we also is,
0: not want the A's franchise who spends no money and trades their best players?
1: Uh, maybe, but the A's still have success and sure. it's a it's a legendary, oh, legendary, but it's a, I, I think legendary is a fine word. Moneyball is a legendary thing. I was going to say maybe historical franchise is a little bit better, but yeah. Um I would just prefer to have an expansion team because then the city can rally behind something their new. own team instead I. E. of the Kraken. Instead of like are Mariner fans Knights. do Mariner fans in Portland really want to root for an AL West team that they hated? Like, is that something It's like, no, 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 <laughs> it's this is our, this is our team. This is who we're going to root for. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I feel like the A's should stay in Oakland because the city has lost every other team that was there. Mm-hmm. The Warriors moved to San Francisco, the Raiders moved to Vegas and the A's are threatening to leave. Mm-hmm. There's too many people there. There's too many, you know, like bloodlines of fans that live in that area to completely lose all of your teams in a two-year window.
0: We got one who's the point guard of our team currently. Very true. Uh, I will say this before before we get to, you know, the future of the A's. You know, when, it, it's really easy, I think, to read this article and see what's going on and say to yourself, man, Oakland's really trying to screw
1: the A's, aren't they?
0: Let's not forget, the A's haven't been super helpful in this they can say they have all they want
1: neither of them have been helpful to
0: each other yeah they, so so it let, let's not pile on the city council of oakland for being the bad guys in this situation i think it's very clear that oakland has kind of tried to leave oakland for the better half of the last decade
1: so this is well so- they, they want a ballpark right they, they want to want to leave oakland but they're not they're in one of the worst ballparks ever in history of baseball. But they also can't fill it. Right. You know, so I get that the ballpark sucks, but
0: nobody's going to your games. If nobody's going to your games, why am I going to why am I going to flush out the money for a new ballpark? True. So that makes that makes it tricky. Like if the Mariners right now need a new ballpark, is Seattle getting one? I don't know. They don't draw a huge fan. They have good TV numbers. I don't know what the Oakland TV numbers are. I don't know either. So this is that's why this situation is so tricky because this article that we're reading on ESPN.com about it kind of paints the city of Oakland in a not so light.
1: Well, a lot of it is about the city itself, like the fact, and we'll talk about it next segment. The fact that Vegas is already like pouncing on this Mm -hmm. and just got an NFL team, has now had an NHL team for two or three years. Won a cup. Has a made the cup? Didn't win the cup. Oh, they didn't win it. Uh, WNBA team now there as well at Mandalay Bay.
0: Dying for an NBA franchise.
1: They're just like, give us all the sports. (laughs) So if you're in Vegas, of course they're going to get money to build a stadium. Yeah. But in a city like Oakland, or hell, in a city like Portland, where the city council fights with each other constantly, can you get anything done? And I think that's what we've been seeing with Oakland is cities are willing to spend money to bring any sports team in because it's good for the city. But Oakland has not been or at least they're not playing ball.
0: Councilwoman Carol Fife, I'll read this quote and then we'll move on. Uh, Councilwoman Carol Fife, who represents the district where the project would take place, um, she, uh, she abstained from voting. Um, and part of some of the reasons that the A's didn't like it, because part of this was around some amendments covering affordable housing and anti displacement protections, which is a lot more of a city issue than necessarily the team issue. Well, the
1: team did say they were <clears throat> going to build housing. Right. So I mean an affordable housing. So that is part if that's of it. part of their deal, that's part of their it deal. Is, yeah. She went on to say if the
0: A's are not happy with what was produced today and are still talking about leaving after the city has bent over backwards and provided some of their best work in the interest of Oakland residents and come up with all of these concessions, even about how all these wealthy owners don't have to pay for offside infrastructure, I don't know where we go from here. After doing somersaults, after receiving insults, after being disrespected, after all of the things Oakland A's fans and Oakland residents have gone through over this last little while, I don't know where we go from here if they're still telling us that they are not rooted in Oakland, that they are willing not willing to accept what the city staff has put together. It's not a negotiation. It's really do what we say or we will leave. That is not rooted. That is not respectful. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, That's, that's. Yeah, that's harsh, but that's also. It's kind of eye for eye is what it looks like to me. But to me, that's the game, right? Right, right. If you're a city council person. Who's going to budge first? You can't say anything other than that. So I'm not, I I, I don't really like the, the way the president said it too, although I quoted it earlier, like a yes vote by their standards is a no vote for us. Like they're posturing against each other. Yeah. That's what it's been the entire GD time. And that's what it is right now. So I don't think Oakland wants to lose the A's. I don't think they do either. So whatever she just said, disregard it because they desperately want the A's to stay. That's a good point. Because they're going to have no professional teams in their city anymore if Oakland leaves. That's a good point. So, And then they go back to being little brother across talking, the bay. She's Well, yeah, they still are. I mean, they still are, but. She's posturing. The president's posturing. They're trying to figure out something. Neither of them wants to leave.
0: Right. So work together. Maybe. Maybe Vegas is enticing. Come on. What is this? Ted Wheeler, Joanne Hardesty? Come on, guys. Work together. (laughs) Work together. (laughs) Never. 503-250-1080 is the text line. we come back, I want to read some of them. What's the future for the Oakland A's at this standpoint? We've kind of alluded to it, but this can affect you out there listening in the Portland Airways. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, and the Odyssey app.
1: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
0: Got a great text, 503-250, 1080 The Fan coming in. I'm going to assume this person is an A's fan because I like the the inside stuff, so I want to read this. Uh, They were expecting them to say no, and the A's were shocked when they said yes. That's kind of an interesting thing. I don't buy the idea the A's have not wanted to leave.
1: It's the same person texting us. I I know. Yeah, that's why I'm reading. I don't think he's an A's fan. I know this is one of our P ones, but you you remember phone numbers better than I do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, were they expecting them to say no? I have no idea what they were expecting. But my point originally still stands that it's all posturing. Mm -hmm. This is it's all a political game, which is which is BS, and I hate it. Like I hate everything (laughs) about anything that's political. Like. I mean, like, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you have politics
0: at... Like, vaccines or whatever it is. I'm just saying you know, even,
1: like... Healthcare. In a company or in a relationship or in a family where, like, you have to, like, play a game.
0: Yeah. That's such BS. It, I, I hate it. It's a lot of BS.
1: Um, But... <clears throat> so, I, I I don't know. I, I, were the A's surprised? I don't know. And, frankly, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. That's what happened. They voted yes. Um, Do the A's want to leave? I think... I think there are people in the A's who want to leave, but I don't think they want to leave like the fans in the city behind. They want to leave because they haven't got what they've wanted. Right. I think that's more it. And and there
0: is there is a little bit of candy being dangled in front of them. I mean there's a grass that's greener kind there of situation is. going on to this right now with vegas with vegas they they have been the the ownership group or representatives of the oakland a's have been in vegas frequently they have checking things out and you you mentioned this in the last segment and this is where i want to dive into it like vegas is actively courting every major sports league they got their nfl their re- and, and it all started because their reaction from their first professional team was hockey which is easily the four easily number four and hockey comes in into the desert and is an instant smash success it, it helps they were good it helped they made the
1: Stanley it, Cup in their first
0: it, year it helps that they were good yes he you know winning you know heals all wounds but it's a success and they're going to continue to be a success now they have the Raiders now you got an NFL team NFL is king, dominates television, dominates the gate, dominates merchandise sales. You name it, that's the king of the kings.
1: Brand new, sexy stadium, sexy stadium, Uh, just off the strip, a little bit. It's like behind Mandalay Bay, behind the highway, and it has everything of Vegas you love in the stadium,
0: minus you know
1: the the, like sex stuff.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. As far as we know, as far as we know. So, what does this mean for Oakland? If I were to put a gun to your head, Mike, I wouldn't because it's not that serious of a situation.
1: I would hope you never would,
0: but okay. Do you think the A's end up in Vegas? Because that affects us to an extent.
1: Um Yes. I think they do. Oh, gross. I think they do. Um, this is a this is a situation. Sorry, that, that gross was about the Timbers game, not this situation. It's not a situation to me that's getting any better. Mm-hmm. This is Do you think they're at point of no return? No. But I, if you if you had to, if you're making me make a decision right now, I think they're gone. I think everything that the A's are doing right now is pointing me towards thinking they're going to move to Vegas. I think they're trying to get it as <clears throat> leverage against the city, which is why I still think they'd rather stay than leave and get their brand new spanking, in del- the del- delightful ballpark on the water. But if you if you have watched. Any of the Golden Knights playoff games this this season. It's incredible. Once the fans came back, oh boy, it is. it is. I want to be there. It's an
0: absolute scene. I don't even love hockey. I want to be there.
1: Uh, the Raiders didn't have fans this year. I'm going to be curious to see how it goes, you know, out well, outdoor, quote unquote, a, a domed stadium, uh, you know, how the atmosphere is going to be. But we'll see that this coming football season. They're supporting it. And the locals are supporting it, which is the most important thing, mm-hmm. because the worry in Vegas was it's such a tourist-driven city. It's just going to be away games. And it's like, how many people are going to fly in from Japan and want to go see an NFL game, right? Mm-hmm. Or like even elsewhere in the country, if it's not their team. Like, right. care, I'm not going to go see a Raiders game. Yeah, if spend... the Raiders
0: are playing Kansas City and I'm visiting Vegas, what do I care?
1: Yeah, like I'm not going to spend $600 mm-hmm. on two teams I don't care about, because I'm sure it's very expensive. But apparently, the locals have been full on behind it, mm-hmm. which has always been the question that people were like, "Are the locals here even going to support teams like this?" Well, they have. Sounds like they do. The Golden Knights have been mostly locals from what we've what we've been reading. So uh, that's that's a huge boon as well. I think they will move solely because Vegas is such an appealing option right now. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's like, it's like the new hot girl that that showed up at your school, and everyone wants to hit on her at the same time. Because it turns out that she's as amazing personality-wise as she is and looks. Because Yeah, like Katie and Mean Girls. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's like Vegas. Smart hot chick from Africa. Like, I'm totally in. Vegas looks amazing, but apparently it's also working out for the team. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, shallow. It's not just like, ha, rah, go Golden Knights. It's, like, ravenous. Let me get you out on this. If the Portland Diamond Project... Has the funding
0: and the site to build a stadium out of their own money. Can they swoop in and beat Vegas to this deal?
1: I don't think so. Because Vegas is more appealing than Portland right now. And that's due in large part to the image of the city right now. I mean, yes, the the supposed site that I'm assuming is going to be gone because you can't hold it forever. But T2 is a great spot on the river. Mm-hmm. Right, um, you know, they, they also had their plans for affordable housing and building up the area and putting restaurants in and all that kind of stuff, you know, making it more walkable down there, connecting the twenty third area down a little bit further towards towards the terminal sites, and I think that's great, but that's not Las Vegas. Yeah, hookers and gambling is a lot better than
0: homeless and riots.
1: Yes, hundred percent. So, if it was a competition between the two. I think Vegas would win. That's not to say I don't think Portland still has a shot to get an expansion team if the, if they they, they end or we get our rest together. But um, who's ready to jump now is Las Vegas, or at least it appears that way. All right, so we'll have to keep an eye on this. You know, as always, if
0: there's any Portland Diamond Project, any idea of teams moving, any idea of teams expanding, you can always tune in right here to not just the Hot Corner, but to any of the fan as well, as it is a big deal, and we got our eyes on it. So seeing how this Oakland thing plays out could kind of set us up for the future of what getting baseball to Portland might look at. So... Keep that on your brain. We come back in the next hour. Let's get into some baseball teams, all right? Let's let's talk a little bit on field and going forward for the rest of the season as the trade deadline looms. Loaded second hour, as my good friend Andy Johnson would say. Don't go anywhere. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?